Dork Squad. This is Reginald T. Hedgehog, and you're listening to Dorktales Storytime. I'm here to greet you because my friend and favorite storyteller, Jonathan Cormer, is visiting the magical realm of the What If World podcast. He's joined host, Mr. Eric, for a storytelling adventure and some mythical merrymaking. And we get to listen in on their journey. So without further ado, here's What If Dragons Breathed Sprinkles. Ooh, sprinkles. <laughs> Yum. Stay tuned afterwards to hear a short interview with Jonathan. Enjoy! What if kittens played the clock inch Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today I am so excited to be joined by a fellow teacher, a fellow voiceover actor, a fellow storyteller and podcaster, my friend, Jonathan Cormer. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's great to, great to be here. Nice to meet you all. <laughs> I, I Thank you so much for coming on the show. You are the host, and you work on the show Dork Tales Storytime. Is that right? Uh, that's right. I, I do. Dork Tales Storytime Podcast. It's a wonderful show, and that's part of the reason why I'm excited to have your voice with us here today. We're going to get started. We're going to listen to our first question. This is from a patron named Remy. Remy wrote in to ask, what if there was an island that was actually a giant turtle? Great question, but we like to throw in a couple curveballs in our stories. So let's hear one more question from a listener named Dan. Hi, my name is Ben. I'm five years old. And my last world question is, what if dragons breathe sprinkles? Thanks, bye. What if indeed? That would be that would be delicious. Yeah, I gotta like get some ice cream ready. Yeah. <laughs> now we do have one last final bonus question from a listener named Liam, but we're gonna play that at the end because you know I like to keep some surprises for all of you listeners at home. Ooh, I'm so excited! You can't start the voice work yet. We gotta wait till the to the start. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no, that that was that was Mr. Reg, uh, my my hedgehog sidekick who had had to just chime in there for a little bit. Oh hey, Mr. Reg, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you there. It's so it's so nice of you to join us. Oh, no problem. Uh, carry on. So let's find out what if there was an island that was actually a giant turtle? And what if dragons breathed sprinkles? Ah, welcome, everyone. It is I, Abacus P. Grumbler. You may be wondering why I summoned you to the multi-purpose room interior. <laughs> well, you're in for a treat, because today we have a new guest teacher, Igneous Draconius. Igneous? Mr. Draconius? Oh, well, maybe he, we got the time wrong. Or... Igneous! Interrupt us! Oh, what a well-timed interruption! Uh, thank you. Hello, class. I am Igneous Draconius. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But my friends call me Iggy, so you can just refer to me as Mr. Iggy. I am 
a dragonborn. Do any of you know what a dragonborn is? Oh, oh, I do. I, uh, wait, I'm the teacher. Uh, Mr. Abacus, perhaps you can explain what a dragonborn is. Uh, I think it means that you're a humanoid that has many draconic qualities. So, oh, yes, that's very good. <laughs> yes, I am in fact a dragonborn, and I have studied uh, magecraft since I was but a little hatchling. Now, we could maybe get started. Uh, uh, some simple elementary magic spells, if that's all right. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's fine. I didn't realize we'd be um, going into it right away with the with the magic, the sudden magical appearance. Well, we are a magic school, aren't we? Let's just not forget who the head professor is and who the guest lecturer is. Of course not. Now, class... I will show you a very simple weather manipulation spell. But I, I think we need to be uh, outdoors. Abacus, there is a dueling ground around here, isn't there? Uh, yes, I think we could <laughs> dust off the old grounds. Um, I, we just have to uh, get everyone in a single file line. And oh, we don't need to do that. I will cast a massive teleportation spell. What? <clears throat> Classroomius teleportatus. <laughs> And here we are. Ooh, it's a lovely ground. A bit dusty. You haven't really used it very much, have you? It's not that, um, I just, I sort of forgot Well that. then, this could get a little dangerous, class, so I'm going to place a, a protective bubble around all of you. What? I've never seen a bubble. You, know, you know what? There we go. And now, the awesome power of Igneous, Iggy, Draconius, Excuse me. Cumulo <laughs> Nimbus. Igneous, igneous! Yes, Abacus? You've you've completely disrupted our lesson plan for the entire day already and and shown me up with magic no less than three times since your arrival. Abacus, Abacus, if you want to say something, you have to raise your hand. (laughs) You have just invited yourself into a duel with... Professor Abacus P. Grumbler! Ah, a Gygaxian duel, you say? Oh, what's that? Wonderful! <laughs> now, allow me to summon our pillars. Whoa, uh, wait, has the, did the duel start yet? Because I feel like I'm already losing. Oh, not yet. What can we start with first? Oh, I know. Levitation. How does that sound to you? Uh, uh, yes, yes, of course. All right, class. Now, normally, a dragonborn has wings, but I've made them disappear because it makes the wings uh, very hard to go through small doors. So instead, uh, I've taken them off, and I'm just going to use regular magical levitation. Also, it makes your armor fit quite speltly. Oh. Uh, uh, thank you. Yes, uh, yes. This is uh, a professional uh, wizarding armor. Uh, uh, wait, I shouldn't be complimenting you. Uh, the duel. That's all right. You can compliment me as often as you like. <laughs> Wingus flightus levitatus. Wow, he's really gonna win. Now, class, you are all safely protected in your bubble. Remain seated, please, because I will levitate you. <laughs> Here we go, and up you go. Levitating things with perfect control and is reliable and overrated. (laughs) Let me put the class down. You go and uh, there. All right, Abacus, please uh, demonstrate what you can do. 
Okay, um, Levatorium Abacorius. All intentional, all intentional. He's hitting the bubble. Uh, here, finite infantatum. That was a, a close round, yes. but... Uh, Excellent speed, wonderful flying, but uh, the landing needs a bit of work. <laughs> uh, well, children, um, I guess you are the de facto judges, because I, it's been a long time since I've dueled and I didn't find any, and... Uh... <laughs> By a landslide! By a long landslide! Uh, uh, yes, uh, thank you for the uh, embellishments. Oh, children, you are too kind. Uh, round two. Let's see. Uh, how about um, conjuration? The art of summoning. Oh, well, you won the last round, so I guess you should you go first again. No problem. It's not like I need any time to think or anything. Uh, what am I going to do? Uh, let's see. Since the dueling grounds are so large, this is the perfect place to summon what or who I'm going to summon. May I introduce you all? And please, uh, do not be afraid to applaud. Oh, mighty one. Come forth, hear my summons, Islanders, Tatum! Oh, wow! A giant giant turtle! It's like a floating island! It's like an island in the sky! There is no proof that that turtle wasn't hidden behind a cloud until this very moment! Really? Oh, gosh, I I don't know. I'm usually in the water. After all, I am an island turtle. Please introduce yourself. Yes, children and wizards, I am the great island turtle. Why do kids bully other kids? Why does my friend lie to me? What do you do if your friends say you're bossy? How can I make a best friend? Friendships can be complicated. I'm psychologist and author Dr. Eileen Kennedy-Moore, host of the Kids Ask Dr. Friendtastic podcast. Each weekly five-minute episode features a question from a kid about friendship, plus a practical and thought-provoking answer. Tune in to learn how you can build strong and caring friendships. Kids Ask Dr. Friendtastic is available wherever you get podcasts. Tim. Tim? Is that what he said? Tim? Oh, Tim. Bigger isn't always better. I've got to remember my audience. <laughs> oh, oh yes. Oh, yes, indeed. I've got something for this. Um, <clears throat> Kitty meow meow. Appear and meow meow. He seems to be hacking up a sort of a hairball. Oh, oh, goodness gracious. That's a lovely little hat you have there, uh, uh, Mr... Uh, oh, I believe he goes by Mr. Whiskers. Oh, uh, Mr. Whiskers. Uh, are, are you all right? Um, what sort of thing do you do? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty much uh, seeing it, but he's very old and has an aroma that is quite unique. Yeah. You could say that. Yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> I think he needs to see a vet.
I don't know, I kinda like it. I kinda like it too. Let's see who wins this round. I don't know, I like, I thought Iggy's was pretty good, but... Uh, we're tied, it's we're tied now, yes. I think a tie <laughs> is perfectly fine. Uh, uh, thank you, Tim. Uh, I will see you later. Tim is also my uh, island vacation home. That's right. Oh, now he's just showing off. Would you like to stay, Tim? Uh, sure. I'd like to see how this plays out. In the final round... <laughs> oh, yes. Everyone knows that I... am good at, um... Transformation! That's one thing that I often do not by accident. Transmutation. Transformation, transmutation. Ah, here we are. <clears throat> and now, children... One thing about Dragonborns is that uh, we all have uh, a specific kind of breath, depending on the color. And I am a red Dragonborn, so my breath is fire. Now, observe. Whoa! <laughs> oh, yeah, little, little smoky, that one. <laughs> Indeed, oh, my, my whiskers are singed. <laughs> oh, oh, so is Mr. Are you all right, Mr. Whiskers? <coughs> now, I will use transmutation magic to turn my breath into something delicious. Breathalyzen transmutata. There we go. Now, um, hold on. I think it's coming. Just a... And, oh, here we go. Yes, Sprinkles. They're so colorful. And, uh, there you are. Abacus, you said this was your best, right? Show us what amazing transmutation you could do. Uh, yes. What I find is that, uh, transmuting others. Oh, now that takes talent. Ha <laughs> talent that I have in spades. <laughs> oh, indeed. Abacar P. Vroomla. What's happening to me? My arms are wheels. My, my back is a tailpipe. I'm a bus. Yes, the children love cars. Uh, right? I mean, these are all eco-friendly, of course, I think. Uh, oh, no! I'm running over the sprinkles! Uh, uh, Seatbelts! I haven't got my driver's license yet! I'm the scooter. I think I want to stay this way. Well, your name is Scooter, so I, I can see why that might be. Uh, Ignis, could you maybe help me um, get these kids, except for Scooter, of course, uh, back to normal? Uh, no problem. Uh, Finit incantantum. Exceptus uh, 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 Scooterus. I'm dizzy. Oh. My arm still hurts. Oh, no, those, those, all those tire marks will come out in the wash, uh, I'm sure. And Scooter, remember to ask your parents' permission to stay that way, okay? Okay. Mr. Aggie wins! Mr. Aggie wins! I like being a Scooter, but Mr. Aggie wins! I like Mr. Whiskers, but Mr. Aggie wins! Uh, <laughs> that's great, all right. I, I don't feel embarrassed oh. or ashamed at all. Oh. I just need to, um, get something from my office. <laughs> well, uh, at least he's not embarrassed about it, I suppose. I think he does feel embarrassed and ashamed. Uh, maybe that's just me. Uh, you, you you really think so? Yeah. Uh, Tim, what do you think? I think you might have come across a little too strong there, Iggy. You don't say. All right, I, 
I suppose uh, I'll send you back and um, and children, uh, go see the head nurse's office. Uh, any of you who still feel bad, I'll, I'll release you from your bubble. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers, are you okay? Meow. Now, I, I will uh, I will go uh, uh, check on your teacher. I will be the bigger dragonborn and uh, apologize. Where is it? I know it's here somewhere. Oh, my secret wishing salmon. <laughs> okay, secret wishing salmon. I want you to just let it away. I want you to Hi, Abacus. How's it going? I'm Sal, the wishing salmon. But you probably already knew that. <laughs> Didn't you hear my muffled whispering? I wish it was Seven Come on, speak up. Oh, Ig- Igneous Draconius. Uh, so nice to see you here. Um, <clears throat> Hi, Iggy. How's it going? Hello there, Sal. How have you been keeping? Master Abacus is really good. He takes care of me well. He does uh, mumble a bit, though. I think he said something about, uh, he wanted to wish for your wand to be, uh, turned into a bratwurst. Back in time. Wait, no, I, I didn't, no, uh, I mean, sh- Oh, right, that's right. He wanted to go back in time so he can switch out your magic wand for a bratwurst. Of course, you know, this kind of wishing magic always comes at a cost. I see. Was I just so rude and, and horrible that you would even risk your own well-being to do that? No, I just wish that you had um been a little more sensitive to my uh, feelings from the beginning. Uh, and then I felt like I'd been backed into a corner and had to play out this competition in front of our students. And I felt like I was being a bad professor and a bad wizard. And... <laughs> Oh, I've been, now I've been a bad friend, I'm afraid. Oh, no, no. I, I admit, I I might have come off a, a little strong, and I, I was so caught up in what I was doing that I just I didn't take into account that I might have been making you feel a bit bad. Do accept my apology. This is a little a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> oh, go on, Niggy. Tell them how you really feel. Oh, thank you, Sal. You certainly are good at granting wishes. <laughs> it's what I do. I did it to impress you. I've heard about your your amazing adventures, and I have nothing but the greatest of respect for you, and I, you even inspired me to take up Magecraft, even though when I was little, I, I actually wasn't very good at it, believe it or not. I had to work very hard to uh, to get to where I was, and dash it all, I, I, I bungled it up. To me, you're this young, talented wizard who's just succeeded in every place that I've ever failed, and of course I accept your apology as long as you accept mine. Oh, of course. I, I, I hope this doesn't ruin our friendship. Not at all! We just met! <laughs> True. <laughs> well, my work here is done. But you didn't grant a single wish. Sure I did. You wished for the problem to go away. And it happens. Oh, I just wonder what the cost will be. You'll never know. Oh, look at Igneous there, teaching his class. Oh, wonderful. All right, class, that's excellent uh, flying magic. Your wings are looking very good. (laughs) And uh, now, of course, uh, why don't you uh, move on back to the classroom so that Mr. Whiskers can teach you the art of cat magic. Yes, follow me, if you would. Mr. Whiskers! I love Mr. Whiskers' class. He's my new favorite professor. Abacus P. Hoobler! I blame Sal the Wishing Salmon! The end. 
<laughs> Jonathan, we did it. We did. Oh my gosh, we did it. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't let you talk about Dorktales Storytime Podcast. Yes, so Dorktales Storytime Podcast, me and my uh, amazing hedgehog sidekick, Reginald T. Hedgehog, we either tell like these fairy tales with a twist or hidden heroes of history. We talk about people who aren't really, you know, discussed as much in history books. It's a nice little fun way of uh, entertaining and uh, educating all at the same time. Now, I know from talking to our parents that we have listeners who are both neurotypical and neurodivergent. Mm -hmm. And I I think all of our listeners would love to hear a little bit about your experience as a voiceover actor and a teacher and a podcaster who also happens to be neurodivergent. Yes, I am neurodivergent. I am on the autism spectrum. It was a bit of a challenge, mostly because um, not really like uh, typical. Um, in in terms of what they would think a person on the spectrum was at the time when I was younger. It was hard for them to really figure out what what my challenges were. And and once we did, it was really kind of freeing in a way. You know, I I actually view it more as an asset, really, because I could uh, focus on and kind of remember. I watched a lot of like cartoons growing up, playing a lot of video games, watching a lot of movies and stuff. And I would kind of imitate those characters. And I even kind of learned how to speak to people through various videos and other things just helped me kind of learn how to communicate better. With Iggy, I even brought a little bit of that in there. Um, One thing for me is I, I can't read social cues very easily. I've gotten better at it, and that's what Iggy kind of did with Abacus. He was so caught up in what he was doing that he didn't really see how he was making poor Abacus feel bad. Yeah, and I'm thinking about it. Abacus, one thing that he could have done better is is maybe explain how he was feeling, right? To be open and honest about his feelings. It's like a conversation. You have a conversation with two with with two people. It takes two people to have a conversation. It, it it's hard to be the first one to admit you're wrong and apologize, but Usually it leads to the other person going, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry too. And it is, like you said, it's a conversation where two people are listening and really responding. You did bring up, I was a, also a teacher as well. And I'm glad that we kind of came up with this story about the conflict because, you know, with kids, I see conflict all the time. And it's over some things that could just very easily be resolved with hey, just take a little break and, you know, try and talk it out and stuff. But, you know, kids, like even grownups, they're they're stubborn. I taught the same age range Mm -hmm. after school for for years, and I, I just, I feel you a million percent. A lot of our parents have shared resources with me in the past, and Jody, who is a producer and co-creator of your show, yes. has shared resources as well. There's all kinds of resources, whether you're neurotypical or neurodiverse. There's a lot out there and there, there's a lot, you know, it takes a little bit of work on the individual's part. But with a good support system and good resources, that person can live a very happy and well-fulfilled life as, you know, I had. I mean, I'm not saying that I that everybody's story is going to be like me. It's definitely, definitely definitely possible for anybody. Neurotypical or neurodiverse, what have you, it's possible for everybody. I hope you enjoy the story and, uh, you know, a little bit of an extended interview, yes, because <laughs> Jonathan and I just really hit it off and, and I, yeah. I, I, I wanted you to hear from him. So thank you again for coming on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully there will be an opportunity to do this again sometime. This is a lot of fun and please don't, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Thanks a lot. Bye, guys. So, Remy, Dan, and Liam, I hope you enjoyed your story. Liam, we are going to play your question now. My name is Liam, and my what-if question is, what if Abacus 
gave people wheels for feet and cars arms. And I really like my bearded dragon cipher. I love your podcast. Bye. Thank you for giving us our final transformation in your question. JF Cat here to shout out Viviana. She's six years old and loves What If World. She listens every day on the way to school and has a cat named Jingles and a fish named Suggs. Short for sugar. So maybe I should say that, Shugs. And I am here to shout out Olive Hawthorne, age nine. Olive is from Australia and wanted to shout out Brother Sam as well. And I have a big thank you for Mabel Davis, age nine. Then, of course, there is Emma, age nine, from San Francisco, California. She's in the fourth grade and has two pets, a cat named Tobin, and an eight-month-old puppy named Delilah. Finally, there's Tabitha, who's eight years old. She loves gaming on her Nintendo Switch, and also dogs, of course, in the color black. Her siblings are Lily, Dexter, and Cece. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, Desiree McFarlane for her sound design, my helper Miss Lynn, and all you kids at home who know that most conflicts between friends can be overcome with just a little listening and understanding. Until we meet again, keep wondering. Special thanks to Mr. Eric for letting us share this What If World episode with you. What If World is made by Mr. Eric and Karen O'Keefe, and you'll find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to both Dorktail Storytime and What If World for a playlist library overflowing with imaginary tales. Please support Mr. Eric's work by joining What If World's Patreon for ad-free stories, a shout-out on the show, bonus audio, and so much more. Go to patreon.com slash whatifworld. Now, go be the hero of your own story, and we'll see you next, Once Upon a Time, where Mr. Eric joins Jonathan and I for a Dork Tales original fairy tale.